Daily Gazette Company presents the Parting Shots Podcast. Now, here's your host, Daily Gazette Sports Editor, Ken Shot. Thank you, Scott Keezy, and welcome to the Parting Shots Podcast. Available wherever you get your podcast. Subscribe today. Thanks for joining me from the Parting Shots Podcast Studio in Schenectady, New York. We have a jam-packed podcast for you. Uh, we're going to talk with new Union College football head coach John Drock. He was named on Wednesday at the introductory press conference on Wednesday. We should say he was named uh, last Friday, uh, the nice uh, New Year's Eve weekend dump, <laughs> news dump by Union College. But uh, uh, John uh, comes to uh, Union from uh, Wilkes uh, College, Wilkes University down in Wilkesbury, Pennsylvania. So we'll talk about that. And, of course, there's a Union tie down there uh, with Tyler Hines, former Union College hockey player, now the head coach of the Wilkes University uh, hockey team. Well, speaking of hockey, we'll stay on the Union College campus and talk with the men's and women's team. The men coming off a 4-3 loss at Bentley. You heard from uh, Josh Halge on Wednesday, the head coach. You're going to hear from players Josh Nixon, Chaz Smedrud, and uh, Cullen Ferguson as the Garner Chargers get set to return to ECAC hockey play this weekend uh, when they host Brown and Yale. The Union women's team's coming off a 6-0 victory over in St. Michael's on New Year's Day. They'll head to uh, Penn State to take on the Nittany Lions for a pair of games. Head coach Josh Skiba, uh, players uh, Celeste Bowden, uh, Maddie Leaney, and uh, uh, Emma Fuwalaka. No one's going to have trouble with pronouncing that name, but uh, they'll be on the uh, podcast as well from their media availability on Tuesday. And then I'll go over to RPI, talk some hockey with uh, goaltender Jack Watson, who returned to action uh, last weekend against Canisius and picked up a pair of victories for the engineers, and head coach Dave Smith. So we'll talk about uh, Watson's return. And he was kind of uh, evasive about the injury he suffered in that first union game that kept him out for about two months. So we'll you know hear from him as well as uh, Dave Smith, and we'll talk about that. So uh, we're looking forward to another great podcast. So uh, John Drock will let you up first here on the podcast. So uh, you're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. If you really want to know what's going on in your community, you have to read the Daily Gazette. We don't take a side. We're right down the middle and we're going to get to the truth. Our reporters and photographers are out in the field bringing you updates every minute with trust, accuracy, and integrity from the first page to the last page, independent, probing journalism. We're finding out what's going on in the community where nobody else is covering. It's who we are. It's what we do. Want to get all the latest news from the Daily Gazette on your phone or tablet? We have an app for that. The Daily Gazette app allows you to read all the newspaper stories and columns from our dedicated team of journalists. The app is free. You can download the app from the Apple or Google app stores. Hi, this is Mark Kestesher, the voice of the NBA on ESPN Radio and college football on ESPN Radio. I grew up in Gilderland. I'm a proud member of the 518, and I go back over 30 years with Ken Schott. And when I'm not listening to his Schottsky radio, I'm listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. Here's Ken. 
Welcome back to the podcast, and Union College has a new football head coach. His name is John Drack, and John joins me now from uh, Union College. And, John, well, congratulations. Welcome to the uh, Schenectady, and how do you feel about this? Thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's a fantastic opportunity. I'm really, really so appreciative from Jim and uh, President Harris and, and at Diorio and for this opportunity. And for me, it is a fantastic step in my career, and it's definitely something that I'm excited to have the opportunity to work with these kids and work in such a prestigious institution like Union College. What attracted you to Doug? You're at Wilkes, and you, know, you have a successful program down there. What attracted you to, 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 to the union job? It's just a special place. I, I truthfully think this is one of the places in the country you can go compete for a national championship. Um, having the outcomes for the students academically uh, paired with such a successful, deep, rich football history is unique. And so for that reason, uh, I think it was a pretty easy decision for me to be able to be here. Yeah, you're, uh, you're actually familiar with this program because you were an assistant coach at Hobart uh, calling plays there. Um, what was that What was that atmosphere like when you went against Union? It was competitive as hell. You know what I mean? I think that uh, they always have such fantastic, tough kids, uh, such a tough brand of football. And for me, um, it was hard not to want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? Um, I love having those great rivalries. And I think there's rivalries throughout this league. You know, whether you look at the Dutchman Shoes uh, or you look at the rivalries with Ithaca that's starting to develop. Uh, there's just so many fantastic football teams in this conference, and one team gets to win it every year, and everybody knows that. And uh, having that consistent competition across the board is something that makes us a unique place. What got you into coaching? Uh, my dad, to be honest with you. So uh, my dad was a high school coach. Uh, and coach for 30 plus years in the Illinois Hall of Fame and so I grew up around it so I've been on a bus a sideline since I was six or seven uh, and it's something I just fell in love with I love the game I love the impact of the game it has for our student athletes and I love being able to teach and hopefully help guys other people achieve their goals was that something when you were at Western Michigan and quarterbacking was that something you were looking towards uh, once your career at playing career ended uh I, I knew it was something possibly that was on my radar on my spectrum. Um, I was actually a double major. Uh, I was a business administration uh, major and a double minor in uh, econ and finance. And so I actually traded European equity futures for two years. <laughs> um, so I still have a background in finance. I still love to do that kind of stuff. I love math. Um, but uh, for me, in that time, because I was trading equity futures in the morning, I would trade from like four in the morning to like noon or one. And then I would drive out to the suburbs and coach with my dad in the afternoons in high school. And so that, I think, is where I really, really fell in love with the coaching and teaching portion of it. Eventually, I said, the hell with making money. I'm going to go be a coach. <laughs> uh, so that's kind of uh, what led me to that path to go find an opportunity and had some really, really great mentors of mine that I had an opportunity to meet throughout the course of my college career, like Jim Knowles, who's now the, the D.C. Uh, for Ohio State, was my defensive coordinator. Uh, Gary Darnell, who's our head coach. Uh, Charlie Molnar, who's my quarterback coach. I just had so many fantastic teachers throughout that course of the time. It really inspired me to have opportunity in the coaching field and you know when I started looking for opportunities and I coached in the high school level for about a year and a half two years um, I knew I wanted to coach high school ball or college ball I'm sorry and so I reached out to those guys and Jim was the head coach at Cornell at the time and he's like I can't hire you because of your experience as far as that goes but let me put in a word and so I interned up at Hobart for a couple of years and that kind of just stuck mm -hmm. uh, and was there for almost the better part of 12 years and then that created the head coaching opportunity for me at Wilkes and uh, have been in love with it and passionate about it ever since. Yeah, you, when you went to Wilkes, you took over a team that had not won a game the previous year. What uh, got you to turn things around there? 
they have fantastic people there. We had a really great group of kids that were motivated and driven to be really successful. And, you know, when you're surrounded with that type of person, I think it is intoxicating and, and contagious. And we just kept building that every year outwardly. And uh, it made us to be consistent and compete for conference championships. And I expect them to continue that progression uh, yeah. now that I'm gone. Yeah, they got to the short playoffs this year. I mean, again, won a game. And so, I mean, how big was that for the program? It was huge. You know, winning a postseason game and playing in the bowl game uh, was a really unique opportunity. And, you know, being the landmark for the first year this past year uh, at Wilkes made for a, a definitely different opportunity for our student athletes there. A uh, little bit more travel, definitely a more national schedule as far as that goes. And, you know, to be able to finish second in that conference with fantastic schools like Susquehanna and like Homey and Moravian and Juniata and Catholic University, all these types of places. Uh, it really stepped up the level of play there. So it was a good experience for us, and I know that they're going to kind of continue that progression, and they're going to go find their way to get better every day as well. Yeah, you mentioned a lot of those schools there. I'm very familiar because I'm from Philadelphia originally. I went to college at York College of Pennsylvania. So yeah, we, yeah. sometimes we face that guys like Catholic and uh, Juniata and then some basketball games. So it was yeah. a, a lot of good time. Uh, there's a union connection down at Wilkes. Uh, Tyler Hines is a men has had hockey coach. Yes. Did you uh, get a chance to talk with him? Did he give you I any did, advice? I did. Tyler and I are good friends. So um, when I had this opportunity and, you know, started looking in the position, I definitely picked his brain a little bit and uh, asked him what the, the process was and what he thought of his time here and everything else. And he's done a fantastic job there. And he's made them a national power and a, a playoff competitor every year at the Division Three level. And I know he's going to continue to build with his career and everything as well. Uh, but um, from the standpoint of that, I mean, it's nice to have people that have a little bit of background in it that know the people and can really comment on what a fantastic place it is because of the people. I asked you during the uh, press conference, uh, do you feel any pressure? And you gave me a one-word answer, no. Can you ex expand on that a little bit? <laughs> yeah, I just, I'm not a big pressure guy, uh, to be honest with you. I mean, I've played the position. I know what it's like to, to stand back there and have 10 guys looking at you to go make a play and have 11 guys looking to rip your head off. And so uh, for me, the only pressure that I would ever feel is self-imposed pressure. And uh, for me, we're going to focus on the little details and we're going to do the right things every day. And that takes away all that pressure. When you focus on the little aspects of it and be process driven, I'm not worried about an outcome. I know the processes are going to produce the outcomes. And so uh, it means that it allows you to play fast. It allows you to continue to grow. It allows you to continue to motivate yourself to wake up every day to be better. Yeah. As you're taking over a program that won 10 games, got to the second round of the NCAA Division Three tournament, uh, what do you see in this team that uh, maybe can go a step beyond uh, next season? We're just going to continue to improve. You know what I mean? Like we're going to use that as a foundation. We're going to continue to grow from it. It's a fantastic experience for these players to play in those arenas and to play in those types of contests. And as we move forward, we're going to hopefully just continue to build on that every day. Like I said, we're not focused on the outcomes. We're focused on the process. And the process starts tomorrow with lifting and doing the little things we need to do in the classroom and getting involved in this community as we much as we can. Um, final question: I mean, How much do you like this area? I mean, you obviously been here with Hobart. Yeah. I mean, does that help the being at Hobart give you a little sense of familiarity with this area? A little bit, um, but I mean, I've recruited this area for a really long time. Um, I have family. We have a lot of friends within the Capital District, um, and so it's not something that's foreign to us, and we're excited to, to be a part of this community and uh, to kind of dive in and, and see where we're going to live. I know that's a, a part of the process that we haven't <laughs> figured out yet, but uh, I know we'll be working on that in the, in the months here to come, but uh, there is so many opportunities within this community to kind of do everything that I know I love to do. I love to hunt and fish. I love to be outdoors. I love to hike. 
Uh, and then I also love having the accessibility of fantastic food, fantastic restaurants, and everything else. <laughs> so this area provides all these opportunities. Well, John, congratulations on your hire. And uh, obviously, we'll probably talk before the season starts in August. For sure. I really appreciate it. Thanks so much. That's John Drack. Uh, coming up, we'll talk Sailing Union College campus. We'll talk men's hockey and women's hockey. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. College hockey's elite teams, coaches, and student athletes. ECAC Hockey, 12 programs competing at the highest level. A league where champions are born and world class professionals are trained. Where history is abundant and a commitment to the cutting edge is unrivaled. The best facilities, the fiercest competition. ECAC Hockey, there's no experience like it. Hi, this is Daily Gazette reporter Ted Remsnyder. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and let's uh, talk some uh, hockey over at Union College, both the men and women. We'll start the men first. Uh, the men are coming off a 4-3 overtime loss to Bentley last Saturday, a game that uh, they fell behind 3 to nothing after two periods, and we were kind of uh, sluggish at the start, only had four shots on goal in the opening period, 13-2. through two. But uh, the Garner Chargers rallied in the third period. Goals by uh, Chad Smedrud, uh, Josh Nixon, and Ben Tupker got Union tied and had a chance to win it. Uh, late power play, but did not connect and then uh, lost in overtime uh, to Bentley. Uh, Union uh, returned to ECA hockey play, taking on Brown Friday at 7 o'clock and uh, Yale Saturday at 4 o'clock, both games at Messerink. Uh, Union in a three-way tie for seventh place with Brown and St. Lawrence with nine points. Uh, Union, uh, those all three teams are just a couple points out of that uh, uh, slot for the final home uh, first-round bye in the ECAC Hockey Tournament. Cornell and Colgate right now tied for that spot. Uh, Cornell off this weekend, and uh, Colgate uh, is playing uh, at Maine for a couple of games this weekend. So let's hear from uh, players Josh Nixon, Chaz Smedrud, and uh, Colin Ferguson. Guys, you're beginning your stretch now of ECAC play, 16 of the final 17 regular season games. Um, Chaz, to start with you, uh, how important is it to uh, get some points here? I mean, I know you've only played six games, and so how important is it to get starts getting some points and moving up in the state? Yeah, ECAC points are always hard to come by, so every 60 minutes we're trying to go out there and get some points. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I love playing in conference, and the ECAC is a hard, uh, hard league to play in, and very defensive and structured. So I think we just need to make sure we come out ready to go and uh, grab these points. The league's very close this year, and I think we have a good team that can really make a run to finish in that top four this year. Josh, for you, uh, I know that we have a couple games in hand right now. So this weekend coming up against uh, Brown and Yale, it's uh, this is a big time for us to get uh, six points here. Actually, you in the next four games are at home. So, how important is it to you know get twelve? Try to get twelve points uh, next two weeks. Yeah, I think just coming into this new year, um, we know that our offense is uh, we uh, like our offense is pretty good. We can score our goals, but uh, I think if we tighten up our defense a little bit, uh, we should be good here in, uh, in the new year. Yeah, you got up to a slow start uh, Saturday against Bentley in that nice comeback, but you know, end up losing in overtime. So, how important is it to? come out Friday and get off to a good start and not have 
uh, Brown you know, dictate the pace of the game? Yeah, it's huge. It's nice to be at home with the mess of faithful behind us. And in the first five, ten minutes, we got to play the right way, um, win our battles, get pucks deep, create momentum for the rest of the game. How long was it about Brown that they always seem to be a tough team to play against? Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> they're uh, – yeah, like there's no easy game in the ECAC. I think anybody you come across is uh, going to give you a good run. And um, especially, like we said before, ECAC points are easy to come by, so you're never going to run into an easy game. I think uh, no matter who you play, it's going to be a tough competition, and we just need to make sure that we come out ready uh, ready, ready to play and ready to shoot the puck. That's going to be the biggest thing. So. Yeah, I mean, Josh, you guys only had four shots to go in that first period uh, Saturday against Bentley. And you know, 13 through two, but then so we how important to be able to generate some offense early and not you know be struggling a little bit that way. Yeah, I think that uh, we obviously didn't start that uh, the start that we had against Bentley wasn't that what we wanted, but uh, I feel like that's definitely something we need to correct coming forward, and especially against these ECAC teams, which are definitely going to be a little tougher uh, opponents for sure. What is it about Brown Chaz that um, you got to worry about? Uh, they, they transition quick. They get the, the puck up the ice, and we just have to be structured, have layers all the way throughout the ice, and hopefully stop them. And same thing for you? Yeah, I mean, I think the biggest thing is just sticking to our structure and playing good in the D zone. Um, I don't think we close quick enough against Bentley, and that's why they started getting a lot of motion going against us. So uh, when we play Brown this week, I know they got a lot of guys who got skill, and once we close on them and they don't have time to make plays, then I don't think we'll have a problem. How good is it to be able to be home back and the students are back with you? Yeah, I mean, it's playing in this building's unlike anything you could imagine, and it's kind of indescribable. And I'm not just saying that because I play here. I think anybody who comes into this rink <laughs> understands that, you know, it's going to be loud, it's going to be a fun environment, and Friday and Saturday nights are unlike anything you could uh, describe. Uh, your thoughts, Jess? Yeah, it's uh, the environment here. It's something you can't describe just like you said give us an energy throughout the whole game so josh you i know you, last year you saluted the fans after you scored a goal yeah. at the princeton game no i love the fans here every goal every every shot it's always loud in this arena and uh yeah i love playing in front of these fans can't wait yes appreciate it thank awesome. you now let's talk about the Union women's team. They're on a roll right now. They've won three straight and unbeaten in their last four games. They're coming off a 6-0 victory on New Year's Day at St. Michael's, a game that saw the team get its third hat trick of the season. you got to remember, Union came into the season without a hat trick. I mean, it had been 10 years since uh, they had a hat trick, but uh, they got their third one of the season on uh, Monday as uh, freshman uh, Emily uh, Fulaka scored three goals, so it was her first career hat trick. Uh, the Union heading to State College, Pennsylvania, for a two-game series against Penn State, um, and before they'll they'll return to EC exactly play next weekend. So let's hear from head coach Josh Skiba, Emma Fulaka, Celeste Bowden, and Maddie Leaney. Guys, you guys are on a three-game winning streak on beating in four. I mean, Josh, how important is it? Yeah, I know it's a non-conference game coming up, but how important is it to keep the momentum going against Penn State? Um, it, it's important. I think we're, we're still focused on how we want to play, right? I think record aside, it's not too much of our concern. We'll see the results when we play the right way. So for us, it's just continuing to solidify our identity. 
and that's what that's what our goal is for for all these games. Celeste, um, I agree with pretty much everything Josh had to say. I think coming up against Penn State, you know, they're ranked number fifteen. We want to beat a ranked team, and we want to show that we can play with the ranked teams, and we're not just you know any other team. We can compete on any given day. So I think it's huge carrying that momentum into this weekend. Emma, um, hat trick, third player to do it this season after team had gone 10 years without one. It, what was it like to complete that hat trick uh, on Monday against St. Michael's? <clears throat> um, it was unbelievable. I mean, like I, I had a rough uh, first half of the season, so just um, c carrying that momentum that I had to end off uh, the first half in 2023 was a um, pretty good feeling. Why do you think you struggled in the first half? Um, I think it was just, I mean, um, coming into Division One hockey, it's a bit different than playing junior hockey back in Canada and just um, kind of different speed of the game and um, yeah. Could you feel in that game on Monday that when you scored your first and you got your second, he's like, oh my God, I'm close to getting a hat trick? Yeah, I mean, after the second goal, I think um, I kind of felt it was going to come for me. Josh, what about uh, Emma's performance on Monday? Um, outstanding. I mean, I think it's, it's great. The game was, was put there for, for people to build a lot of confidence offensively, and I think we did that as a team. And I think, you know, players like Emma getting the hat trick, um, you know, same, seeing players like Kayla Neiman score her first goal, uh, and just the way we scored the goals, I think, was awesome for our team to build a ton of confidence offensively. So um, the game did exactly what we want. I'm, I'm proud of the group, how they played. Um, I think it's it's a tough game to go to, to, to play in, in terms of when you get 60-plus shots and, you know, people want to push and make different plays. And I think it's it's interesting what you learn through that entire game. But I'm uh, really proud of a lot of people's performances and what we did offensively. How would you assess what Emma said about her you know, first half points and maybe, maybe took her a little bit? Would you agree with, with that? Yeah, I don't think it's I don't think it's uh, anything different than any freshman coming into our lineup, right? They they come from junior hockey. Uh, we play a different style than than maybe a lot of their junior teams. There's things that we're trying to teach them that are different or or maybe new or just they've got to be a little bit better, right? You're taking the the best players from all the junior teams, you're putting them into college hockey, and they've got to learn to play the the game the right way. And you know, Emma's continued to to develop just like all the players up here. They they get better and better every day through practice, and I think you know. The, our goal is to, to be able to teach them and give them the confidence to be able to perform in situations. So um, it's no different. I mean, she's continuing to get better, just like everybody else on our team is, is working to get better. What does it say about this team where, when, you know, it's, like you said, 10 years since, since the team had a hat trick, it's had three this year? Well, to me, it, it tells me that we're, we're playing some of the best hockey, right? When, when people can see results like that, um, I think it's, it means that our team's doing some, some good things to make those situations occur, right? And as I've said for, for most of the season here, we've, we've been playing some of the best hockey, I think, of, of my entire tenure here. And we might not have seen the results in terms of the wins column or, or even the goals column at some points of the year, but um, I think we're starting to play and, and, and understand how we need to play to, to create those. And we're starting to see the results because of it. So um, I'm proud of the group. They, they've stayed the course, they've worked hard, they're practicing much better. We've got a great group in the locker room that, that cares. And you know, certainly we, we have the talent that's able to, to finish on opportunities when we get it. So I'm uh, really confident in this group. I'm excited to attack this next phase with our group and, and push ourselves into a playoff position. You know, Maddie, you had a hat trick earlier this year against Holy Cross. I mean, uh, what, what, what have you seen about this? And I know it's your first year here, but what have you seen about this team offensively? That's, uh, you know, they've been you guys have been scoring goals at a pretty good pace this year. 
Um, yeah, I mean, it is my first year here, so I don't know too much. Um, for me, I just try to go and create offense, but uh, I'm lucky to play with some pretty good line mates, and I think just working together in practice, we talk a lot, like we talk about communication is a really big thing for our team, and just talking to each other, seeing what works, and like what the other person likes is really helping us out, I think, on the ice. Yeah, I know it's non-conference this weekend, Maddie, but the, how important is this series is to show where this team is at as you get, you know, get ready to you know resume ECAC hockey play next weekend? Uh, for me, I think it's huge. Um, Penn State, they're a pretty well-known team, um, so it's pretty exciting to go to their rink. Cool facility, um, but I think we can't let that bother us. It's just going to play a ranked team, like Celeste said, and anytime you get that opportunity, it's a pretty big deal. Josh, what do you know about Penn State besides the ranking? Um, obviously, they've got some they've got some talented players on their on their roster um, going into a nice Big Ten building, so it should be an exciting matchup for us. But um, watching them play, I mean, they've got some talent. They, they've they've got a coach I know that has coached the previous teams that has built his teams on speed and transition and and skill, and I think that's no different to what their team's going to be all about, right? They've got some players that have had some national team experience um, that we're going to have to shut down, but I think collectively as a group. Um, certainly we can overcome that. I'm, I'm excited to see our group. We have more college hockey talk for you. We're going to go across the Hudson River to Troy and talk with RPI as uh, Jack Watson, the goaltender, is back in action. And uh, we'll talk with head coach Dave Smith as well. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast. I'm Daily Gazette news columnist Andrew Waite and host of the Weighing In podcast, which takes you inside my award-winning featured news column by offering the backstory, thought process, and interviews that inform my work. Plus, readers have their chance to respond. The Weighing In podcast is available at dailygazette.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, this is Daily Gazette editor Miles Reed, and you're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor, Ken Schott. Welcome back to the podcast, and it was a very good weekend for the RPI men's hockey team last weekend. Uh, they traveled to Canisius to take on the Golden Griffins in a pair of games and won them both, uh, 6-3 on Friday and 2-1 on Saturday. The big news out of that weekend was the return of goaltender Jack Watson. Watson was injured in the Union College uh, game, uh, the first one on November 3rd, and he had been out for two months, and... Uh, he uh, had a great uh, weekend, uh, making 34 saves in, in uh, Friday's game and 27 more on Saturday. Uh, on Wednesday, I had a chance to talk with Watson and the head coach, uh, Dave Smith. And my first question to Watson was about the injury he suffered uh, against Union. He was sort of a, a little hesitant about it. Yeah, it was great um, competing again with the guys and uh, being able to pick up a couple wins. Uh, really good feeling. Uh, hopefully we can keep it going. So what exactly happened in that uh, first Union game? Because I mean, I, I don't recall seeing you get injured. What what did you hurt? What did you hurt your? What what? Uh, how, what was the injury and uh, how did that happen? Um, so I I can't really get uh, get too into that, but um, you know, just a weird play. But you know, I I can't uh, unfortunately talk too much on that. Okay, uh, upper body, lower body. 
Sorry, Ken. <laughs> okay. I mean, how frustrating was that? I mean, it was your first one of the season. It was it was obviously a wild game, and then uh, you're out almost two months. Um, you know what? I was I was glad to get the win, um, and figured I'll deal with whatever uh, whatever the problem was going to be after that. Yeah, Dave. For you, I mean, what was it like uh, not having Jack there for a couple of months? I mean, it's I mean, you, you get to get you the win there in that RP, uh, first uh, Union game, and then unfortunately you don't have him for a couple of months. Well, I think it was um, it was a heck of an opportunity for for Carson and, and Brett and and for our team. And at a time when you know our schedule was very challenging, and our guys were you know pushed to the limit and beyond. I mean, we were not getting the results that we wanted, and and every member is an important part of your team. But when you have an experienced goalie who's been a number one goalie who's who's out, not only is it opportunity, but there's a little adversity that we have to get through together. And uh, I thought, you know, Jack stayed around the guys. Jack stayed close with us um, and, you know, was, was a part of the growth. And, you know, it it's just something that when you take it day by day, you deal with it. Yeah, when in the games in that Friday game that's against Kanisha's me, how impressive was he in that game? Yeah, it, honestly, um, I wouldn't say he was the most impressive he's ever been, but he he just Jack is a steady, consistent Division One starting goaltender, and if you review film with any goalie I've ever had, when a puck goes in, they say, you know what, I wish I had that one back. And, um, but what Jack did really well is he controlled the rebounds, he caught pucks and ended plays, and he made the saves that, that were in front of him to get the win. And, and that's, that's really important, those little aspects that add up to be big. Did you expect to see any rust in having been off almost two months? I mean, was that a concern going into that game Friday? Is that for me or for Jack? Oh, for both, for, for both. I mean, first for you, Dave, and then with Jack. Um, I didn't expect to see any rust. It, it was really close to, for Jack to come back um, in the Minnesota State Series, but it made more sense um, just to get him through, you know, another that week of practice with Minnesota State and then the week of Christmas and give him those extra days to be ready. And Jack practices hard. His, his habits are good. So um, I I never expect rust. I expect them just to go out and compete, and that's what we got from, from Jack. Jack, what do you think? Um, yeah, I, I would agree. Um, I'd been on the ice for a, a pretty good uh, chunk of time before that game. Um, you know, it took the first period to kind of settle in and just realize, hey, you know, done this, a, you know, a bunch of times before. Um, it's nothing new here. Yeah. I mean, you got to start the next day uh, on Saturday. Uh, for you, Dave, was it any was it was it an easy decision to make to bring Jack back instead of uh, maybe easing him back into the uh, lineup? Well, there's no easy decisions um, because a decision to put Jack in keeps you know Brett Miller and Carson Cherapak out. Um, but the decision, you know, we 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 had a long conversation about it and didn't feel that Jack had a high stress game. Sometimes they're all over the place and um, very intense. And um, I thought it was a, a, a normal game. And we felt that 
Um, you know, first we check with the trainer, nothing, no bad signs, no red flags, no orange, yellow flags. So um, Jack felt good and we felt good with Jack there. So we just went with him the same as, uh, you know, same as the night before where we thought he gave us the best chance to win that night. Jack, how did you feel after playing back-to-back games for the first time in a while? Honestly, uh, didn't feel didn't feel bad. Mm-hmm. Um, helps when you win both of them, but uh, body's been doing great. Um, been having a really good week this week so far. Um, just want to keep it going. Yeah, you guys heading back to ECAC hockey play this weekend. You guys have won two straight, three out of the last four. So, do you feel, guys, you? For Jack, do you feel that you're at a turning point now that maybe you know you're getting the season back on track here? Uh, I think it's important for this team um, to you know not let our our previous games affect how we are going forward. Um, we don't want to get too high just because we won a couple games on the weekend, and uh, we just want to take every weekend with the same focus, same intensity. Dave, same question for you about the, the, this team, the way they're playing right now. Yeah, I think, you know, for this group, Ken, we practiced really with a lot of intention all year. Um, you know, we, we weren't getting the results early, and we had to spend a lot of time um, with with very serious and intense purpose of our practices. And that the guys have responded with that. They, they've really um, brought a good focus. And, and I think now what you're seeing is the fruits of our labor of those practices. So... I think it's really important for us and for our group to to keep that mindset that good practices lead to good games. And the next battle that's in front of us is is Yale on Friday night. So let's make sure we're ready for that. Now you guys uh, play Yale on Friday. Obviously, you mentioned that um, you know, they were the team that elim- uh, eliminated you from the uh, tournament last year. Jack, uh, is is revenge on your guys' mind going into this game? Um, no, like it, it's we don't look at it that way. Um, you know, Yale's a good opponent. Uh, we're going to prepare for them. We're going to prepare uh, for the others. Focused intensity. Yeah, Dave, for you, how do you try to keep the guys on an even keel and not tell them not to worry about what happened uh, at the end of the last season against this team? I, I won't even mention last season, Ken. I'll, uh, you know, even keel, we just look and say we're trying to win every game. Um, and you can't win Saturday before Friday, and you can't win Friday before you practice on Wednesday and Thursday. So let's just keep going one step at a time. Let's be ready for the next challenge, the next opportunity, the next whatever it is. And, you know, if if some guys have a little extra motivation because of the playoffs, good for them. That's just fine. But let's make sure we're ready to play this team on, on Friday night to the best of our abilities. Before we go to our final break, I have to be uh, critical of ECAC hockey. Uh, on Tuesday, the uh, weekly awards came out, and RPI did get somebody on there. Uh, freshman forward Tyler Hodson, who had two goals in Friday's game, was named Rookie of the Week, and that was a good good choice. No, no problem with that. But the problem I do have is the Player of the Week. Uh, Clarkson's Ryan Taylor. I have nothing against Ryan Taylor. Let me just say that right now. Uh, he was named Forward of the Week. Uh, he had a three-point uh, weekend up, up in Lake Placid as the, uh, Clarkson played in the uh, Lake Placid Invitational. Um, he had a, one assist in Friday's game against Arizona State, a 5-2 loss. 
and then had a two goal game against UMass and, and nationally ranked UMass and the, and the game winner in overtime. He had six shots on goal over the weekend. Did ECAC hockey not see what happened Friday? I mean, obviously he did with Tyler Hudson uh, getting uh, Rookie of the Week. Um, Ryan Bruchette had a hat trick. He had a, an assistant Saturday. Four points. How, how did Ryan Bruchette not get uh, Forward of the Week? In fact, you know, not only scored three goals in, on Friday, he scored RPI's first three goals, including the go-ahead goal at 402 of the second period, made it 3-2. Um, I don't know. I don't know what uh, they're thinking there. Um, it's it's a no, bad oversight. It's no doubt about that. I mean, I, maybe the, the players don't care, but uh, somebody somebody goofed. I don't know who goofed, but uh, uh, the media has nothing to do with this. I'll tell you that right now. Um, so uh, I think there was a, a major mistake by ECAC Hockey uh, not naming Ryan Bruchette the forward of the week. We're going to wrap things up. We'll have the latest winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick a Football Contest in just a moment. You're listening to the Parting Shots Podcast. conference in college hockey it's a battle night in and night out ECAC hockey an iconic conference home to 12 of the most prestigious universities and programs in the world and showcasing the best student athletes in the sport top-notch facilities and arenas incomparable traditions passionate fans alumni who go on to become elite professionals leaders and champions ECAC hockey there's no experience like it College of St. Rose women's basketball head coach Will Brown. You're listening to the Parting Shots podcast with Daily Gazette sports editor Ken Shot. Back to wrap up the podcast. The Week 17 winner in the Daily Gazette's You Pick a Football contest was Warren Glazer of East Greenbush with a 15 and 1 record. Warren wins a $100 Hannaford gift card. Congratulations, Warren. The VIP winner was me. I was 12 and 4. And uh, one on a tiebreaker. I did better than my Eagles. I improved to 163 and 93 on the season. My Gazette colleague Adam Schinder was 9 and 7. He is 156 and 100. I'll announce the U Pick'em Football Contest winner's name, and that winner's name will appear in Thursday's Daily Gazette. To play, go to dailygazette.com and click on the U Pick'em Football banner. You can look for my picks at dailygazette.com. Just because COVID-19 mandates are easing, that does not mean you should relax. Be vigilant. If you have not gotten vaccinated or received a booster shot, please do so. Do it for yourself, do it for your family, and do it for your friends. That wraps up another edition of the Parting Shots podcast. I want to thank John Drock, members of the Union Men's and Women's Hockey Teams, and RPI's Jack Watson and Dave Smith for coming on the show. If you have questions or comments about the podcast, email them to me at shot. That's S-C-H-O-T-T at dailygazette.com. Follow me on X and threads at Slapshots. 
And just a reminder, I'll be at uh, have post-game podcast uh, with the Union Games at Brown and uh, Yale this weekend. The views expressed on the Parting Shots podcast are not necessarily those of the Daily Gazette Company. The Parting Shots podcast is a production of the Daily Gazette Company. I am Daily Gazette Sports Editor Ken Schatz. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you next time. From the Parting Shots podcast studio in Schenectady, New York, good day, good sports. Good sports.